0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we start to bring the winter break to a close John Souter has signed for Rangers on a pre-contract agreement Greg Taylor says Celtic are raring to go for the business end of the season And it's a big night in the Championship as Partick Thistle take on Kilmarnock I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. Mary Hill on a Friday night, always a bit lively And tonight will be no exception Derek McInnes says Kilmarnock can go top of the Championship table tonight After just two games in charge for him But the Thistle goalkeeper Jamie Snedden Is in the form of his life Nine shutouts for the season so far Sounds like a draw to me But Kenny, would you buy a prediction from me Under any circumstances? Absolutely not you uh, So I'll no stick my I'll no sit on the fence like yourself And I'll say With the bounce that Kilmarnock have got I would expect him to go top I did tip them a few weeks back Even uh, when they were in a bit of turmoil only five points back A new manager in A fancy come on It's still to go and win the league So it's a big big opportunity tonight For Derek and his team And I had these worries That when the winter break was moved We would have night after night Of real struggles Trying to find something To talk about on this show And it's been far from it Hugh We've yep. had signings Speculation Rumour Then the rumours become confirmed signings And that's what's happened tonight The big news in Scotland today Because it impacts Rangers fans Hearts fans Fans of the Scotland national team Right on 6 o'clock I think the good people at Rangers Must have done this for us Um, Timing wise John Souter It has now been confirmed At 6 o'clock He Will be a Rangers player At some point Yeah Either in the summer Or now But he's Signed that pre-contract agreement Big news Worst kept secret of the season so far uh, And uh, well done to John Souter Because this is uh, someone who has had to overcome Horrendous injury problems in his career The player who almost moved Stevie Clark to tears When he scored for Scotland Because the realisation of just how far Souter had come From the depths of despair To the heights of the national team Just Made Stevie Clark feel very emotional about the whole thing So well done to him He'll get a very warm welcome from the Celtic supporters When uh, Hearts play Celtic next weekend If he's still a Hearts player And I'm sure we'll get to that a bit later on Uh, Kenny Miller We're getting closer as well The top flight is nearly back It has felt like a long couple of weeks Looking forward to the return of it all on Monday Yeah, can't wait It's uh, again some big games to return that week as well Uh, Obviously all kicking off on Monday with with Celtic Hibs It's uh, again Looking really Looking forward mm. to seeing How Hibs will go uh, Under under Gary and Sean There you know So it's a Huge night for them Really looking forward to All kicking back off Against Rangers Aberdeen On the on the Tuesday night as well It's, uh, it's straight into Some big big mm. games in the, in the top flight And Airdrie Falkirk Before we even get to that tomorrow That's, that's, that's the real big game, game For the weekend well, For the weekend Absolutely uh, <laughs> After tonight Obviously Parton Kilmarnock Getting that out of the way But no A big game for us It's uh, with a good win last week Looking to build on it Lads have been great As we, we touched on a few weeks back on the show They've been really responsive to how the manager wants to work Followed up with a really good win last week So it's important that you get a bit of momentum Obviously trying to get into the playoffs first and foremost And, and see where we can finish so, off A liberty you can't get more into the ground tomorrow uh, Yeah, It's a liberty you can't get more into Fair Hill tonight mm. If you get 60,000 into Celtic Park on Monday night Why on earth can't you have a good crowd at Fair Hill tonight? 
A good question 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Come on let's hear from you Let's speak to Hugh Keevans And Kenny Miller And share your footballing thoughts With them Big news story Breaking just as we came on here John Souter Is going to be A Rangers player He signed a pre-contract agreement So he will Definitely move in the summer um, at, at the latest And if not Perhaps something can be sorted Before then So Rangers fans Hearts fans Scotland fans Even How do you feel about that It's been bubbling away But now that it's confirmed Are you happy With that Rangers fans How do you see him Fitting in To the team What does this say about Connor Goldson Do you think he comes in And, and starts for Rangers Is he a squad player All the usual questions Get them over to us right now It would be nice to hear From you Hearts fans as well What does this look like It's always a Sometimes for some people An awkward situation When you sign a pre-contract In the same league Can he stay at Tynecastle? Can he play For Hearts Until the end of the season You let us know 01419511025 And like I say Plenty more We'll hear from Greg Taylor We'll hear some interesting comments About Riley McGree's decision To not come to Celtic And there is that huge game In the Championship uh, Partick Thistle Hosting Kilmarnock 01419511025 Five, uh, Kenny, it has been bubbling away for a couple of weeks It seems to come to a head every Friday night as well When, when you, you two are on here But now that it's confirmed What do you make of this John Suter to Rangers? I think it's a great sign It's another good piece of business by by Rangers uh, Getting a, a Scottish international As it stands at the moment For no money A free transfer in the summer We've seen him for a number of years now Coming through at Hearts uh, Obviously he's had injuries and things But the player that he's become at Hearts He's developed into an international forward He's one that's been talked about for a number of years With how good on the ball he is Again it was always talked about when he was a young He's a, he's a ball playing centre back But I think we've seen Particularly in that, in that Denmark game When he came in for Scotland How he defended He defended with everything he's got He would have headed a bus that night You know he, he blocks, he tackles But he's a fantastic footballer Very very little risk for me In terms of signing him In regards to what it's going to cost Hopefully it'll probably be nothing If it's in the summer Maybe a small fee if it's going to be now But I think it's a really really Small risk signing for Rangers Whether it's to come and play And replace Conor Goldson Or if Conor stays Whether he's, he, he joins alongside him there Because it has been a problem That position if you look over the four years Since since Conor came to the club He's had numerous partners At that left side centre back So whether it's to partner him Or replace him We'll find out, out soon enough Is that a fair assessment Hugh In the sense that no signing is Is no risk or zero mm-hmm. risk But if you're getting a guy of this Standing in the game Being a Scotland international Knows our domestic level Inside out yep. You get them for nothing At some point Yeah I mean that's Great business um, Robbie Nielsen's on record As saying that Hearts would require Very good money To let them go In the month of January However How much can you Realistically ask Of someone who's Out of contract in May uh, And will go for nothing uh, So It's up to Hearts And how they view it uh, Can the supporters Stand it to have uh, John Suter in a Hearts jersey Knowing he's going to Rangers um, I don't believe that the player Would drop his performance level Simply because he's still at Tynecastle And he's going elsewhere at the end of the season But This is a transfer window If Conor Goldson all of a sudden Declares that he's going somewhere else Then uh, then mm. of course Rangers would have to bring him in now Right come on then 01419511025 On the phones Rangers fans Hearts fans What do you make of the breaking news tonight John Souter signs a pre-contract At Rangers All of your thoughts on that Please get them in right now I'll tell you what Let's kick off by getting a Hearts perspective on this Because this is 
Always the, the interesting side of it When a pre-contract is signed Liam uh, from the This Is My Story podcast Joins us on the line Liam, hope you're well uh, Is this a particularly sad piece of news for Hearts fans Or one that you knew was coming? Uh, it's a bit of both to be honest right? It's expected, you know A guy that grows up in Scotland I think he's got family ties to Rangers But then so does everybody that signs with Celtic and Rangers, don't they? Uh, so you can't uh, kind of be too hard on them to, or it wasn't too much of a shock to realise that, you know, as soon as you hear that he's interested in Rangers and he has medicals, it's a case of when, if not, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I'm sad because he's he's a brilliant footballer. I just listened to you guys there talking about him. He's been superb. Uh, I don't think he'll go now I can just for some of the guys I've said there is Hearts aren't in any need or rush to sell them uh, we're, we're no longer a, a selling club so they won't accept penny, uh, pennies for them Robbie Nielsen was on another Hearts podcast only two days ago saying that it will take big big bucks to prize John Suter away from Hearts in this window obviously Rangers are in no dire straits to buy them right now obviously that landscape changes if they sell Connor Goldson or Connor Goldson jump ship this window, but yeah, it's expected, but still sad because I think uh, you you have a Scotland international playing in your side, and you see him you see him leave to your one of your rivals, you know, in the league or whatever, and then, you know that's always going to yeah. sting. But uh, you've watched him closely then over the last few seasons. How good is he? I know sometimes there's that there's that bitter football fan in you. There's that temptation to say, "I wasn't that good anyway." You know, see you later. But I know the Hearts fans don't feel that way um, about John Souter. To give us a bit of an insight into the level he's been at. He's he's been brilliant since he's come back, and it's one of those things that you have never wanted a player to come back and fulfil his potential as much as as I have with with John Souter because we've seen glimpses of him as a youngster, and, and you've got to remember as well that. For and it's the same with Craig Halkett as well to a certain extent as, as these Hearts defenders for the past three or four years have had absolutely nobody behind them in terms of a goalkeeper so they'll be trying to steady a, a ship that leaks goals left, right and centre and they've still managed to maintain a very high level of performance and now that they've got obviously Craig Gordon behind them you're starting to see their actual true true worth and true talent in, in the side because we've been brilliant this season uh, John Souter and Craig Halkett and Stephen Kingsley to his credit as well formed a great partnership uh, the slight worry in it is going to come as oh they'll better hearts fan because he's leaving but Rangers play with two at the back and to be honest his worst performances this season uh, for hearts and a hearts jersey has been when he's been in a back two obviously he plays in a back three with hearts right now so if, he, if Rangers change their, their style in the, in the summer or if he has to go now if, if Goldson goes maybe take a bit of a, adapting to, to playing in the back two but then he's got the quality to he's got the quality to do it like I think one of the guys said earlier he, he can head it he can tackle he can pass he's strong he's athletic he's quick for, this, for the size of him as well and the best thing about him that I like most about him is he's composed you know he's you do very well to to sort of to, to rush him into a mistake or whatever. So, aye, it's a sore one for Hearts to take. Liam, assuming he's still a Hearts player on Tuesday night, uh, what kind of reception will he get at Tynecastle when you play St Johnston? He'll get battered. 
I would, and I think I don't think anybody will be silly enough to expect anything different knowing the life of a football fan but we just tweeted there to say that it was expected and, and how the next couple of days and weeks go from John Souter will determine the part that he plays with Hearts you know it's anything in life if Hearts continue to win and play well and John Souter's a part of that then you know come the end of the season if we finish third and have a good a good run in Europe you'll get a pat on the back and everybody will forget about it while he goes on to pastures now you know if he if his performances start to dip and maybe you feel that he's he's not given us all which I don't think will be the case I don't see John Souter being that type of, of player but you know what football's like if you know if, if we do coincide with a bad run fans will turn he'll get a hostile reception on Tuesday if he's in the first if he's in the starting 11 which again I think Hearts will be pre- prepared for that I can tell by the statement or the tone of the statement that Hearts released there that they're potentially not happy with what's transpired in terms of the, the situation but again we're sitting third I think Europe this season for Hearts or Hibs or Aberdeen or Motherwell or Dundee United whoever's chasing it depending on who wins the Scottish Cup could be worth up to four or five million pound Hearts aren't going to cut their nose off just to spite their face and have you know one of the best for, in my opinion the best defender in Scotland sitting on the bench just to just to appease angry fans if you know what I mean yeah how I mean you're right in fact I'll read that statement and, and you're right about the tone by the way this is, is jumping off the, the page at me here Heart of and Lothian Football Club notes Rangers Football Club's announcement of John Souter's pre-contract signing uh, the club reiterates John is an important member of the first team squad will remain so until the end of the season unless a significant and satisfactory offer is made no further comment will be made at this time um, so I think I think Liam's right about the tone Well I think uh, Graham Alexander The mother manager said at the start of the week That the, the English system is preferable uh, Where you're not having players Sign pre-contracts in January With uh, almost half a season Still to be played um, Again I would ask Liam And no pun intended Liam But in your heart of hearts Do you believe a player who has signed a pre-contract to go to another mm. club in the same league drops his performance level? Can I butt in if you don't mind? Because I'm interested in that. And Liam did say in his previous answer he doesn't think he's that he's that type of player. But I wonder if there's another part of that question, Liam, because you, you did say you know he'll get he'll get battered. Fans won't be happy about it. Can that situation hold? Can can it stay until the end of the season? There will be times where John Souter. And look, I know I'm getting a fanciful perhaps here. John John Souter could keep the clean sheet that stops Rangers winning the league and denies him and them entry to next season's Champions League and, and so on. Is it is it realistic that he can continue to play the rest of the season for Hearts? Well, like I said, it, it depends on how the next couple of days and weeks go. If we start hearing fawning descriptions of how much John Souter loves Rangers and his family love Rangers and all that sort of stuff then it will it will pick away at Hearts fans like do you know what I mean like if he keeps his head down gets the performances done my fear with this and it's probably my worry is what I think is going to transpire is that he'll sign the pre-contract and then we'll spend the next two to three weeks going back and forth between Hearts and Rangers trying to wrangle a fee uh in which I don't think will do John Souter any favours. Uh, I do agree with what Graham Alexander said as well. I think you have these situations where players, this is the business end of the season now, what's went before means nothing. Uh, you know, 
trophies and the the, the, prize, the points and prizes are handed out in May. You know, if John Souter makes Hearts and, and helps Hearts get to where Hearts want to be at the end of the season, then yeah, he'll, he'll get battered Tuesday night, first 5, 10, 15 minutes. We go a goal up, start to win, win comfortably, win against Dock and Leck. Yeah, these these problems and stuff will will die down. That's just how football, that's how football is. But if every every second day you're reading the press, you're reading the papers and social media, you know, hearts turned down three hundred thousand pounds, and John Souter wants to break his heart's hell to get to Ibrox and all this nonsense that normally follows these, then then it will get. It will be a very difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, it used to be Hugh that wrote all that stuff, actually. So you're right; he's, he's nodding along. Um, Kenny, is there any doubt about it that the, the player will want to go now, if possible? Is it? Do, do the players always want to go now? I think that'll that'll definitely be the case. We talked about it with Tony Watt when you've when you know where you're going to be again. And this this period of time is is, is tough for footballers. You know when you're when you're going through this this type of transfer. You, you get to this stage You know where you're going to be at now You know so f- Footballers can go on to the end of their season And not know where their future's going to be You know and, and that's stressful time in, it's, in itself But The fact that Like again Tony Watt John Suter now know where they're going to be playing their trade next year There is no doubt They would rather go mm. And get up to speed I mean With the greatest of respect To anybody else in the league at the moment John Suter will be looking at thinking There's a potential league winner's medal there for me You know and I could play my part in that There is there's a, there's a job to do He's got a contract mm. to do And he needs to be professional to hearts And he needs to treat them The way that they've treated him as well And there's that side as well And, and I, I went through It wasn't within the same league But I've seen my contract out at Wolves You know And I played pretty much every minute mm-hmm. In the second half of the season Right to the last game So You, you can do it Obviously it's harder to do it within yeah. league when Am, am be... I making too much then Of those indiv- Maybe it is just those individual games Because People seem to Vouch for his character And say he won't let his level drop And he'll do a good job for hearts like I said, what if that doing a job for Hearts is at a detriment to what Rangers achieve this season? Whether that's a Scottish Cup game, the what have they got? Three league, two league meetings, one post split. I don't know. Do you just leave them out of those individual games? Can he play those games? How how, how will that side of it pan out for you? Well, it's like Liam says, their games are also important for Hearts. You know, so if if John Suter's in Hearts' best eleven, which he is, mm-hmm. he, he needs to play. You know, but it's how. Where where does it affect him? At what point does it affect him when he's playing against the next team that he's going to be representing? And there is points up for grabs. There is league titles up for grabs. And he knows he will be in the Champions League yeah. with Rangers next season you know, if they win the league. Um, I think for for me, John Suter will be focused on doing the job that he can. By the way, he'll want to get away. He will want to go now, and he'll want to get across the high blocks and play the second half of the season with the club that he's going to represent at the latest next season. But if it doesn't, I think he'll remain as professionally as. He'll keep his performance levels up Because by the way There's also Steve Clark Scotland squad He needs sure. to keep his place in There's World Cups to uh, play in Hopefully uh, and, and at the end of the year So he has to maintain And by the way He doesn't want to be sitting on the bench For six months Because people could come And overtake him yeah. One of his teammates could Craig Halk could then jump into the Up the pecking order And Steve Clark Ryan Portress Guys like this Who are right on the brink as well So he needs to be playing At a good level To maintain that Scotland squad place as well Thank you to Liam from the This Is My Story podcast Nice to get Liam's thoughts from a Hearts perspective Get your calls in We're going to speak to Fraser next 01419511025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here Reacting to the big transfer news tonight John Souter has signed a pre-contract with Rangers 
I think most people accepted in the last few days it was heading that way And of course the question now turns to Do the clubs do business now before January? Hearts say no um, But you would imagine as Kenny Miller certainly vouches for uh, That the player will want that to happen So it is not done yet Let's bring in Fraser who is a Rangers fan Are you happy with that signing Fraser? Absolutely brilliant uh, Can I just say uh, Right so Thanks very much for having me on the show Oh listen don't be daft It's a pleasure uh, What makes you so happy about John Suter signing then is uh, How much do you rate him as a player? Hi Kenny Hi Hugh mm-hmm. Hi Gordon Hi Brilliant uh, Just can I say Jermaine Defoe was a legend And he would be missed And thank you very much for what he done for Glasgow Rangers Football Club so Again, getting that one in there, I suppose that's fine. That was a the news earlier this week. For Jermaine, because it's absolutely correct. Obviously, played a big, big part in in the last few years at, at Glasgow Rangers. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be missed. Uh, I'm sure not just on the field, but about the field as well, uh, about the training ground and things. You again, you see, I met a lot of messages coming out for Rangers players. How just how much is and how high regard that they hold them, and so yeah, it'll be a big loss. You get one minute under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. <laughs> Good minute. Well, must have been. I wouldn't be surprised at a goal in there, to be honest with you. <laughs> but he's 39 years old. I mean, you know, he's he's had his time at Rangers. He's done fine. Uh, but he's off now. Fraser, what makes you think John Suter is a good signing? Well, you think about it, they're going to get rid of Connor Goldson. I don't think he's going to stay. So they'll get rid of him and the transfer money that will come in. They'll get John Suter in before the transfer window closes. Fraser's got it all figured out, Kenny. I, I, the, the interesting thing, amidst all the debate, discussion about Conor Goldson's contract, I don't hear, and that's not to say that it doesn't exist, I don't hear of many clubs that are looking to do that now, because again, you're looking similar to, to John Suter. Clubs down south would know they can get him in the summer. Yep, and nothing. I think also with Rangers' point of view, they've got. Just as big fish to fry than what Hearts have in terms of the rest of the season as well. So why would you want to let one of your stalwarts leave uh, when you've got leagues to win, you've got cups to fight for, you've got Europa League round of 32 games to win. Uh, again, like you say, there's not been a lot of noise surrounding Conor Goldson leaving at this moment. It's been more about will he sign, won't he sign. So, uh, yep, I would imagine he will still be there, but it's transfer window You just never know That last two, three, four days Of your transfer window Where things Crazy things happen You mm. know So never say never Let's just And we're being hypothetical With a lot of this John Suter was to sign Tomorrow It gets accelerated He comes in Is he good enough to go in And, and start for Rangers I think so Right well, away Why not he's, he's, he's performing very well for Hearts Again we keep going over the same ground He's an international footballer Rangers have had issues at centre-back this year with injuries obviously players going out on loan uh, the left-backs had to fill in and by the way done very very well in, in Hollander's absence so I don't see why not and if he did come in tomorrow it's the best for me it'll be the, it'll be mm. the best time to come into a team when a team is high on confidence winning games of football a lot of clean sheets as well like that defensive unit's been really solid so if Rangers think that he's going to improve their defence then absolutely it'll come straight If you in. go after him at all, then you clearly believe that he's good enough to be at your club and therefore good enough to start work the day yeah. after tomorrow. Yeah. Um, where do you even begin to 
come up with a fee in this situation Kenny and Robbie Nielsen spoke not too long ago uh, Said it would take a huge offer What is a huge offer for a player that's out of contract in six months And has, has signed a pre-contract anyway what, what, what are we talking, where do you even begin? Uh, I know, like you say, where, where do you begin? If you look at fees that, that players have gone for in the past Uh I mean, there's big, big money mm. that, that teams Hearts and Hibs that, 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 Those types of teams That are in that bracket have kind of, For their assets Their main assets Have normally netted What, two, three, four million You're not getting that With five of months course. left On a contract Especially the pre-contracts In place Exactly So I think if, if Hearts and what, what does Robbie mean By big money I, I've not got a clue But for me If you were to get a, An offer of a half million I think that would be a fair offer All clubs are dealing with the, the pandemic And the money they've lost During the pandemic Therefore To be fair though I don't think Hearts are, are in any financial need no, 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 to, to do no, it No, but If half a million pounds comes your way uh, Rather than get nothing But then May, you do weigh up Obviously what Liam was saying what, How much money is there there for, for European qualification So you have to weigh yeah. everything up you know. So Hearts are not in any position Robbie Nielsen stated that he wants a big fee And that's even if they want to let him go Even if they got that type of money Or even upwards of that I still think they'll have mm-hmm. to wait up What what does it mean If they lose John Suter In regards to who replaces him And what effect can that have on the team And what they're trying to achieve yeah, so The second half of the season John Suter helps you qualify for Europe That's worth a couple of million Which is more than your You kind of get that Half million that you Yeah absolutely uh, you bring in Just to, to give you the official stuff Not that it, it changes much I gave you heart statement Because the tone of it um, did, did you did you detect that as well Hugh That What, what Liam said well, the, the, the word notes Heart of Midlothian Notes That, that That's a petted lip uh, But You know It's a fact of life That players in this country For the most part Would like to join Celtic or Rangers uh, It may have something to do with The family background uh, your mum and dad always supported Celtic or Rangers etc etc or it's simply the fact that they're the two biggest they'll likely get all the trophies nobody's taken the lead the league off them for 37 years uh, and you'll you'll be better off there mm. that's just a fact of life I mean it might well be Kenny I, you don't know the ins and outs that Hearts wanted to break the news you know they wanted to release the statement Rangers have announced it I don't really know but there was something salty I think they would call it about Hart's um, <laughs> statement it was there was something definitely there but again with the way that the system's set up Rangers are within their right to go and do what they want to do again sometimes clubs can liaise with each other to decide right how well we do yeah, it this is what coordinate we're doing. It or there's whatever. A, bit of, a bit of respect and a courtesy there that you let a team know that you're going to speak to their player and then you maybe keep them apprised of yeah. any kind of movements on on this on the situation. But uh, again, who knows if that's happened or not? But like you say, there, there was definitely something in there with that mm. uh, with that statement. Yeah, I mean, Ranger statement is pretty simple. Delighted to announce the signing on a pre-contract again. It doesn't mention either way. You know, the willingness to do it now or the acceptance that you wait. It doesn't say anything like that at all. Uh, I mean, quotes from Ross Wilson saying, "Looking forward to John joining, continuing his development under Geo, our coaching staff." Uh, we are equally excited to welcome John to Ibrox. So that doesn't say in the summer, it doesn't say we're going to try and do it now, and we'll have to, the, the, to wait the, and see. The word freedom is the clue here. Uh, John Suter is free to join Rangers if he wishes. Uh, Hearts are free to take the huff. Let's thank Fraser uh, and bring in Jimmy. Jimmy, how do you rate this signing? How are you doing, guys? Oh, it's a great signing for Rangers. Um, 
and I, I don't think his heart's gone again. It, pardon the pun. Uh, we we play Hearts in the sixth of February, four days after the Celtic game, and I don't think anybody's going to try and tell me that his heart's gone again. It. He's going to be playing with the same robustness that he does against Rangers uh, in that, that game at Ibrox on the Wednesday night. I disagree with Kenny there saying about half a million. Rangers should just uh, hang fire. At the very, very most, we're getting a three million pound player. It's Hart's fault they've no, no signed him on a longer contract. At the very, very most, I would offer 250000 for him. And it's either Hart's take it or leave it. Because I don't think John Suter's Hart Again, I keep using the word hard. I don't think I don't think he's he's either in the right place. Uh, we can we could known that he's going to join the biggest uh, club in Scotland, and um, especially coming up with the sixth of, of February, Gordon. I don't think. Mm. Um, so would, the, would that not would that not be detrimental then? So f- unless I've got you wrong. So if you offer two hundred thousand, Kenny doesn't think that that's going to do it. So Hearts are going to knock that back. But you also think his head won't be in it. His heart won't be in it. So therefore he might not play for Hearts So then you've got a guy What was he just sitting there for the rest of the season? Well, at the end of the day Gordon That forces, that forces Hearts hand You know we, we're not really in a rush to sell it I still think Conor Goldson's got a part to play But we're not uh, so in any rush to, to spend big money on him And for me Half a million would be better spent elsewhere It's Hearts fault that, that they've, they've not signed him on a longer contract And I can understand where Kerry's coming to uh, In that aspect But I mean, I'm, I'm thinking why should Rangers offer any more than two hundred and fifty thousand? It's 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 Rangers' obligation to 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 keep themselves right. But Hearts, and, um, Hearts don't need to have their hand forced though, because he is Hearts' player. Uh, he has signed a pre-contract to join another club next season, but he's Hearts' player. And if they choose to play hardball with Rangers and say, well, we want half a million. Yeah. I'm not saying this is John Souter, but I, I do get where Jimmy's coming from. You always hear that you don't want an unhappy player on your hands. Sure. But sometimes clubs can get uh, into that frame of mind where they think, look, he's our player. You, you're, you're talking about a contract that doesn't kick in at Ibrooks until next season. Mm. So he's our player and this is what we want. And if you don't want to pay it, fine, you'll just stay here. Absolutely, I think I'm 100% agree with you And just so we're clear, Jimmy, I never said half a million would be a good number Or it was a number I just threw out that might be a fair Because what I would ask you is If he had 18 months or a year on his contract Would you would you buy him for half a million if you thought he was going to improve the team? I think the answer to that would be yes So if Rangers want him in now And they think he will improve his team Which they clearly do, that's why they've signed him Half a million is not a lot of money Like you've said for a player of his standing So by the way Half a million could go on And they could say No we want two million Hearts can do whatever they want In this yeah. scenario And they're going to hold fast on it But by, based on the statements That Robbie Nielsen's made About the money That they're expecting for him If he was to leave now So I just think Half a million is, is not a bad Place to start Is it big enough? Probably not by the way I don't think it would be In, in, in Hearts place But for me I think it would be A, a fair a fair amount for, for both parties How good do you think He is Jimmy In terms of you know Where you see him Fitting in at, at Rangers? I think he's going to be a fantastic player. I think that we're looking for that type of player in, in the centre back position. Uh, I think he'll bring us a wee bit more uh, grit in it, and I'm looking for for Rangers. But um, I mean, what Kenny's saying there, what you were saying, you know, the, the fact is, is, I mean, I heard one of the the, the Jambos on earlier on, know what kind of reception is John Suter going to get. We all know what kind of reception he's going to get, and that's just the nature of the beast. That's that's happened in life. How, how is he going to cope with that week in and week out by getting pelters? Not just off of opposition fans, but off his own fans. So he's going to, he's maybe going to force uh, Hart's hand and say, I can't, I can't cope with this. Uh, 
Right, so that's when Rangers can come in and say, well, we'll give you a quarter million. I stand by that. I think we're very lucky to get a quarter million pound player. And what Kenny said, if we'd 18 months see his contract, I think we would need to go for three million for him. But for, 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 for 20 weeks of the season left, for me, it's hearts ain't, ain't doing. So I'm re- really, really pleased. I, th- I think it's the best signing of the January window. At any club in Scotland, I think it's a fantastic signing. Well, big praise. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him playing in the, the, the Rangers blue. But if John Suter comes out and publicly says, I can't cope with this, John Suter comes across as a, mm. a weak personality. No, no, I don't, but I don't think Jimmy said publicly. If John Suter goes to whoever at, at Hearts and says, I, I, I can't stay in an environment where the fans don't want me and, and so on. I don't think Jimmy, and I'm not saying you have to agree, but I don't think Jimmy meant publicly. Well, uh, again, clubs play hardball. They are losing him. They are losing a top class player, but they'll lose him the way they want to lose him. And if they want to play hardball, it'll just stay there. Thank you, Jimmy. 0141-951-1025. It's a great time to call. You could be up next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here 0141-951-1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB uh, The one thing that perhaps Kenny has stopped John Souter Making big moves before Or, or bigger moves would, would be that horrendous injury record He's been one of the unluckiest players about but What is it? Two Achilles and a knee ligament damage So a real tough run Do you feel like that's all behind him? Is that are the nature of those Are they sort of freak Incidents I mean he's, look he's, he's passed a medical And he's, I think he's only missed Two games for Hearts this season So I don't think there's any suggestion That he's um He's not He's not fit And he's not going to be fit For the foreseeable um, Are those just freak incidents or Listen you certainly hope so For his sake But I think the the nature In which John Suter plays uh, The way he defends Is very very aggressive That would suggest That he's come through The injuries very very well you know, that you say really, really bad injuries and it's a credit to him and his actual mental strength which will stand him in good stead when he goes to Ibrox that he's, he's come through this uh, it's a hard place to be when you're injured and you're in the, the physio room or you're in the gym on your own and you're having to work your way particularly with these lengthy uh, comeback injuries is uh, it shows real toughness to come back for that in the manner he has and then to get back to a level of performance which has enticed uh, a massive club like Glasgow Rangers to go and sign him so it's a uh, real testament to his character and you certainly hope that he's over that for club and country Yeah Hugh it can be viewed as a, a mentally positive tick in, in, in that box for John Suter Yeah of course as I say Stevie Clark uh, was so moved by it he, he admitted to almost crying when uh, John Suter scored his goal for Scotland uh, I'm afraid injury is part and parcel of the game Some players are blessed to go through their career with no serious injuries to speak of Others have to deal with the problems that John Suter has dealt with And he has dealt with them remarkably well And what's happened to him today vouches for that fact uh, I mean, but we are on Twitter as well CCT says it's a great bit of business I'm assuming that's the green light for Goldson to leave you, you don't necessarily think that, that that has to be linked, Kenny? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, again, leaving where to? Again, you would normally have seen a bit of speculation surrounding. I know there has been speculation surrounding whether he'll sign or not, but there's not really been any speculation about where Conor Goldson might end up. 
again, if John Suter was to come, like you said earlier, gone tomorrow, I would expect him to be lining up alongside Conor Goldson, and I think that would be a formidable back to him. What did you make of Liam's point? Liam, who was the, the Hearts fan podcast on earlier, saying that John Suter really seems to have blossomed in a back three this season, and, and if anything, if he's had ropier days, it's come as part of a back two. It's different. There's no doubt it's different. Uh, I think back three does really suit him. Rangers won't change. No. There's no way Rangers will change their back three. So, uh, but he is going to have more of the ball, playing on a better team. Uh, you'll be wanting to spend a lot more time in the opposition half yeah. rather than actually defending. But when he needs to defend, he'll, 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 he'll do what he's done for the whole of his career. He'll defend with his, with his life, you know, and that's the way John Suter plays. But no, I think he'll still flourish in a, in a, in a back four. I know Scotland obviously play the back three he's as well, well, so yeah. it does suit him. But. Uh, that's something that'll be as a change. It's a it'll be a, a slight change for him. But like I said he's going to be playing in a complete a, a different team, playing a completely different way. So he's uh, he'll have to adapt to that. He's played in back fours in the past as well. So it's not as if it's absolutely alien, alien yeah. terms. Uh, let's bring in James, who's a Rangers fan in Barhead. Happy with that news tonight, James? Yeah, delighted, gentlemen. Um, I was on the radio a couple of weeks ago speaking to yourselves about the best three players of the season so far. And I think it's where Avivo, Kyogo, uh, and Suter. Um, hopefully it's certainly time for this so yeah it's been a I think it's, I think it's a great bad business going forward um, when I phoned in the, the, the sort of my point to the producer was I think some of Rangers best signings uh, going back to Sarah Gerald time has been signing people in January to prepare them for the new season so okay he might be paying out so a couple hundred grand to get them early and then his wages until summer but I think I'll get them into the I'm used to the environment because I think whether we're going to have Champions League qualifiers, group stages, or qualifiers for Europa League, whatever the season finishes up, I think getting them in early and getting them ready is probably worth the, I don't know, half a million to bring them in early and ready until the summer. Is that a fair point, Hugh? We're discussing something that contains so many imponderables. There well, are James is just talking his desires, though, not you know, not necessarily whether it will definitely happen or not, but that no, makes no, no. sense, doesn't it? Getting, getting in, getting bedded in. Without doubt. But the imponderables are. Who knows what's happening with Conor Goldson At Goldson there are 17 days left In the transfer window I do not believe That something won't happen Regarding Conor Goldson uh, you know, He could have ended all this speculation Long ago But there's still no inclination Towards signing the contract extension at Ibrook So in the next 17 days I am expecting something to happen Where what, he's concerned What do you mean by that? Because there is, there is an option Where he just quietly runs down his contract You know that it doesn't have to be that he leaves or he signs. He leaves now or he signs a new deal. There's a third option that he just yeah, yeah, goes yeah. on because players do run down. The, I know. It, I know in Glasgow we get very uptight about things. Players do just get to the end of contracts and then yeah, you know, leave and, clubs. That, and that's his prerogative. But the cynic in me says there are 17 days left in the transfer window, and that something could happen. Um, but. There is no doubt that Suter is a first-class player. He's got the move that he. Wants uh, Again the imponderables will be uh, Does Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Go to Ross Wilson and say Look I'd like him in now See what you can do uh, And then you have Anne Budge at heart uh, Depends how she feels about the whole thing And with Robbie Nielsen um, Advising her Or giving her His thoughts on the matter there are too many imponderables for there to be a definitive answer right now. James, who springs to mind when you say that actually some of Rangers' best business have been done in January? Stephen Davis. 
um, came back in January. It took him a week or two to get, or maybe a month, to get up to full speed towards the end of the season. But then he, he started doing the season ahead after he joined in a in great form. Um, so Kamara came in, I think, for what, 60 odd grand or something. So I think there's a. If he comes in now and whether or not Golson made his mind up, if he's professional and sees the season now, whether he leaves or not, whether. Um, I think we've got enough centre half, so it gives a rather than putting the shooter into a situation where he's got to play and he's like kind of first name the team sheet. I think bringing them in and bedding them in would just think long term. It's it's a it's a better investment to to write to not write off, but spend half a million between fee and plus wages. Uh, you couldn't like, what talking about thirty million pounds for Champions League next season. So getting them in and ready for that, it's it's a no brainer to to put yeah. the investment in. I, I don't think we're short a bob or two at the moment after the. Um, Patterson. Patterson deal, so yeah, I played I, I played a, a wee bet with myself in my head that he was going to say Stephen Davis Kenny because I remember the way that played out on this show, brought in in January and for the first few weeks after that, oh Stephen Davis looks rusty. Oh, is he done? Is it, is this really the player Rangers thought they were getting? And then by the time the next season came around, you could see why why he was chosen to be brought back to the club. Yeah, well again I'd been kind of shouting for the rooftops for that sign for a while. Uh, I just felt he's not just his abilities, uh, his character, the fact that he's lived the success that he had at Rangers before. I think is in that dressing room. That's where those types of standards and and, and habits, daily habits, and, and around Murray Park were, were crucial. Alan McGregor again falls into that category as well. So it was a, it was a wonderful sign, but it did take him a little bit of time. Again, for me, he never had played probably too much football leading in coming to Rangers and it just took him a bit of time to get used to getting back on his feet again playing every every single week and, uh, but no it's you, you rightly named obviously Grant Kamara as well left Dundee I was at Dundee at the time it he, he, he was a fantastic sign as well but probably took him until the following season before mm. he really started to show that he was going to be a top level Rangers we always football. hear it's a really difficult window don't we and I do wonder if that's become a bit of a cliche I mean I get it because if you've got a player in form you might be reluctant to let him leave but that doesn't mean to say good business can't be done in no January. not at all again James has just highlighted a few signings. This could be another one if, if John Suter was to get done. So it's uh, and listen, the, the benefits are, are just all there. I mean, they're, they're obvious. Bring him in. There's going to be big. He can start. He's, he's not coming into the start of the season. Or how is he going to start the season? Well, that's out of the equation now. You can bring him in whether he goes right into the team or whether he takes his time to earn that to earn that starting slot. The benefits are all there. There's, there's no getting mm. away from it. Whether it happens or not, Hughes, right? There's so many. Uh, variables that are in it. Hearts has got a situation to deal with. John's got his, his, as the players got the situation. Rangers have got their, their their objectives as well. Listen, these conversations will have been had, you know, between Giovanni and Ross Wilson, and definitely between Robbie and Ambudge. Mm. They'll be saying he's not going anywhere. They'll be saying, listen, if we could get him, there's there's no doubt it would be a, a big benefit. We've just us. created this number, Hugh, and someone from Hearts <laughs> might be listening and saying, are you, are you joking me? It, it will be more than that. Whether it's half a million, three quarters of a million. Does James make a fair point? If you've taken twelve, you're you're getting twelve for Nathan Patterson. A lot of it up front, hopefully going to rise depending on what he does. Would it be make good business sense to divert? I don't know between half a million and a million of that to to get John Suter in the building now. Uh, I'm tempted to say no, really, um, because I think even if the player wants to go now, though. Well, again. That will depend on Hearts. Hearts will decide when he goes. If they did, if they get offered a million, I think it'd be sound business for them. But they may be of a mind to say no, we want more than that. Mm. Um, I, I just think we'll let this boil for a while. Uh, but just to, on your point about January being a difficult window, just to 
look at the other team in the city or one of the other teams in the city, Celtic better hope it's not a difficult window because they've found four who uh, will be eligible to play against Hibs on Monday night. Uh, James, a lot of speculation about Connor Goldson That gets all the headlines Do, do we at least know that this is the end for Nikola Katic at Rangers then? We, we had some speculation last week Didn't James Sands get his squad number? Um, and th- Is this the final nail in that coffin? It's, it doesn't look good for him um, In person I think it's a shame Because I think before he was injured um, He was probably our best centre-half for a, a good few months Before he went out on loan So... Um, I know there's talk about Jack Simpson going out, um, so that's only already happened. But um, I still think he'd probably four or five in the squad, and Bassey would probably be a left back in the centre half. So I would I'd say there's maybe still space on coming back, but I definitely he'd still have to fight hard to get back in the team. But um, so just one other point, Gordon. No, we just make it quick if you can. Yeah, I just think also that the mental condition that Suter would be in, I think in two or three or four months, struggling in a team that he doesn't want to kind of be there anymore. I think that might take a bit of work time to get out of his system when he joins Rangers. So again, for his well-being and his point of view, get him in early so he comes in a better frame of mind. We'll wait and see. Kenny's on Twitter and says that Goldson's there, but Hillander's not 100% fit. Bassey's a makeshift centre-back. Balligan's not 100% fit. We've got Europe, Scottish Cup and the league. We need him in now, says Kenny. That's that time of the night already. Quick hour. Goal flashes. When I'm pressing the wrong button and everything here, that's not good. There's what we need. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, Beat the Pundit time. Your chance to take on Hugh Evans or Kenny Miller and the lines close at 7-0-1-4-1-9-5-1-1-0-2-5. Your chance to beat the Pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 To join in on the phones Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB Lots of discussion tonight Because the breaking news Just as we came on air Is that John Souter has signed a pre-contract agreement With Rangers So if you've got thoughts on that You are more than welcome to keep them coming in Celtic fans Now would be a great time To hear from you Because we're going to hear from Greg Taylor We're also going to hear some interesting stuff From Chris Wilder Who's the Middlesbrough manager And you might be saying What's he got to do with anything Well He's got some insight On the Riley McGree business Remember it looked like He was going to Celtic Now going to Middlesbrough uh, And we'll bring you up to speed on that There's also a huge game In the Championship tonight Partick Kilmarnock as well But this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Let's bring in tonight's contestant Matthew is a Celtic fan from Colsyth How's it going Matthew? Uh, I'm good Gordon, how are you? And hello to uh, Hugh and Kenny Oh good, thank you Matthew You must be chomping at the bit for Monday night It feels like it's been a long winter break Are you looking forward to starting back? Uh, Absolutely, it's like a lifetime that uh, the football's not been on So just glad to go back again to be honest Expecting to see... All of Celtic's new signings A few of them None of them What do you think Monday night? Uh, I don't think any of them will start But I think we can expect Maybe like to die them Yeah that come off the bench And maybe Hopefully make yeah. an impact But in terms of our two boys I'm not too yeah. sure But I think that uh, They'll probably make some sub appearances Interesting though Hugh That I think there's some reports That Kyogo could be a fitness doubt Maybe yeah. Maeda gets a a first start quicker than, than Matthew or anyone else expect Well, Giacomakis, we don't know what his state of fitness is But he hasn't been mentioned So if Kyogo is unable to play Then I think Maeda 
who clearly has the trust of uh, Ange Postacoglu I think he could be a starter because of circumstances Anyway, we're going to hear some Celtic voices if you like in just a second so get your calls in Celtic fans Matthew is going to play Beat the Pundit if it's heads he will play against Hugh Keevans and if it's tails he'll play against Kenny Miller and it is tails it's Kenny up against Matthew so let's give Kenny some Clyde 2 to listen to he's bopping his head Matthew so I think that means he's listening to something else Put 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions as you can And if you do not know Pass quickly and move on, okay? Okay, thank you Let's do it 30 seconds starts now How many league games did Rangers draw last season? Six Who did Celtic sign Urugidi from? Sheffield Wednesday Dundee United's Kerr Smith Has joined which English Premier League side? Wigan Who was the last side Ian McCall managed Before Partick Thistle? Pass How many Hearts players Were in the most recent Scotland squad? Two Where did Lee Griffiths Start his senior career? Hibs Who scored more goals This season Ryan Kent Or Yanis Hadji? Hadji Okay Let's bring Kenny back Kenny can you hear us? Yep Good 30 seconds Same set of questions to you And your time starts now How many league games Did Rangers draw last season? Four Where did Celtic sign Urugidi from? Pass Dundee United's Kerr Smith Has joined which English Premier League side Who was the last side Ian McCall managed Before Partick Thistle Pass How many Hearts players Were in the most recent Scotland squad Two Where did Lee Griffith Start his senior career Livingston Who scored more times This season Ryan Kent or Yanis Hadji Hadji Which English Premier League player Was the most expensive Transfer of 2021 Pass Okay What's the verdict Rubbish. What's the verdict Matthew uh, I think he's maybe Just nicked it I think I'm disappointed With the league If it's one to be honest mm, Let's find out How many league games Did Rangers draw last season That's a brutal question Isn't it yeah. I take it you both Just guessed Yep I knew Matthew got it Six Well done How did you know that uh, I don't know man Just It's etched in it. your memory You've been trying to forget no, about no. it I don't know I just, rem- I just remember Week tables quite a lot To be honest I won't, I, make, I won't make you run through all six um, But there we go Yeah you're right it was six Matthew was one up Urugidi signed from Sheffield Wednesday um, Matthew goes two up Kenny pulls one back though uh, Kerr Smith has gone from Dundee United to Aston Villa Great story that uh, Ian McCall's last club before Thistle Air United Air United oh, So it's still 2-1 um, you were both right Craig Gordon and John Souter In the Scotland squad That's two uh, So Matthew stays one in front But Kenny equalises Your Lee Griffiths knowledge Livy Was where he started his career You both went for Hadji Which means you were both Correct And you're both level You had the chance to nick it A late Kenny Miller winner With the benefit of more time Anything springing to nah, mind? Not a thing Lukaku yeah, Just the 97 yeah. million Or whatever it yeah, was Yeah um, so there we go And we're on to a tiebreaker Good not had I don't like tiebreakers <laughs> Not had uh, Not had many tiebreakers Just breakers. a guess I know But we need to separate It's like a lottery as they say In, a, in penalty shootouts Right Hugh Keevans You do me a favour Go uh-huh. and stand in front of that league table That's behind Kenny Miller I won't have him cheating You stand and block it out Right here's the deal Matthew I'm <laughs> He's taking this really seriously He's leaning against the wall Like you know you used to do when you were picking numbers before you play, like <laughs> oh, there is number behind his back. And he's he's got his hand. head on the wall. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matthew, I'll read the question. I will get Kenny to write his answer down, and I'll then invite you to give me your attempt. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 
What is the total combined number of league goals scored by Rangers and Celtic this season? Kenny, write it down. Total combined league goals by Rangers and Celtic this season. Let's see it. He's just showing me his paper round about now. Hurry up, please. There we go. Right, what's your attempt, Matthew? Uh, I'll go with 86. <laughs> what an answer that is, Matthew. Spoiler. It's 85 Unbelievable <laughs> Who is this guy? Honestly Right He doesn't know where Lee Griffiths started But he knows exactly how many games Rangers drew And he's got within one You do not mind losing to that Kenny Not Miller. at all Not at all guess, Matthew Matthew Unless well you've got done. the league table in front of you Unlucky Kenny <laughs> well, Yeah and do you, think he, do you think he's either bad at maths Or he deliberately got it one wrong So that we wouldn't accuse him of, <laughs> oh, of yeah. cheating uh, Kenny uh, Matthew I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt Well done to you any man that knows that Rangers got six draws last season Does study his league table certainly does That's a great shout I wouldn't know where to start It's actually really close So it's Rangers 43, Celtic 42 As of the winter break So there we go Well done Matthew Same ball is on its way Good game that I liked it We've not been to a tiebreaker uh, In a few weeks So that was good I liked it Right 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Celtic fans Good time for you to get in touch It's your last Weeknight show if you like Before you take to the field again So Celtic against Hibs I suppose we could get your early thoughts Ahead of that one How many of the new signings you want to see How many you think we'll see What your general feeling is Ahead of that one Let's hear from some Celtic voices Greg Taylor says They're raring to go For the business end of the season He admits they had a testing start to the campaign But says they're now all enjoying it After growing as a team I think it's been a It's been a testing period To start with It was With a lot of bodies um, A lot of change And it's been enjoyable Is what I would say We've grown as a squad We've grown as a team And uh, we've grown as a collective So no I think um, All of us have uh, Tried uh, as hard as we can To um, improve And we'll be continuing To try and do that In the next few months but there's no more breaks now It'll be go straight And this is the business end You could say um, The next four or five months are, uh, is, is where uh, you get handed the silver away Well Apart from the one we won Just there But like you do uh, This is now the business end So uh, um, We need to, we need to do the We need to do our talking on the pitch It truly is Hugh it, it, That's why it's such an exciting start Yeah Everyone obviously here obsesses over The meeting between Celtic and Rangers But you're talking about some of the absolute Standout other fixtures in the league Before we even get to that It's the reaction of people You know An earlier caller tonight said It had felt like a lifetime It's been three weeks <laughs> You know I'll tell you about a lifetime But it's been three weeks And people are absolutely desperate To get the football back On Monday night Because because it starts off in such a fashion 60,000 people or close to it at Celtic Park Sean Maloney back at Celtic Park as the Hibs manager He's had two wins out of two games uh, Hibs looking to get revenge for the Premier Sports Cup final defeat from Celtic Celtic perhaps in a position where Kyogo has to sit the match out But no longer are they in a position where if Kyogo has to sit out a match, they're struggling mm. because they have Daisen Maeda who could come in from the start. They, they clearly have come across here, the three Japanese boys, eager to play, not phased by any of it at all uh, and looking to make an impression as quickly as they can. So I think Monday night will be exceptional at Celtic Park and then Rangers go to Pataudry. And if Rangers lose at Pataudry, I am in for it. <laughs> That, that is it in a nutshell Kenny Before we even get to 
Is Maeda as good as Kyogo? Is he half as good as Kyogo? Is he going to be a good signing? Before we even get to that His mere presence means that if Kyogo doesn't make the game on Monday As some reports suggest it At least on paper doesn't seem like the big disaster that it was earlier in the season That was the point of this January window for Celtic Was it not to try and get a bit more strength and depth? That's exactly what it was uh, They definitely needed someone to come in when Kyogo was missing The... Jack Amakis was there But again but he's been injured as well He's also not the same profile Nah is he? he's not no. but, Listen but that's Do you want to have the same profile That's I, the thing Do you I want things like, different I feel like Postacoglu does Without yeah. knowing him It just seems that way doesn't it Yeah well I, no, I think You still need a bit of variation In what somebody can bring to the team If things are maybe not quite working I think You still need to have different options Or different No different styles Again that's not what it is Or it doesn't need to change the way that they play But they can maybe just bring something different to the table for any any given game that if, if Kyogo's presence is not working you know so but no definitely they've, they've definitely got strength and numbers in now they've signed four players they're in a better place squad wise than what they were prior to the window so uh, if Kyogo is missing for me it's still a huge loss let's sure. make no mistake about it Hibs would much rather see the Celtic team sheet come without in him. at quarter to seven on Monday night without Kyogo on it let's make no mistake about it so can Maeda come in and, and make the same impact it would be a big big ask can he make any kind of level of the impact that what Kyogo has if he does then he'd be a good signer you wonder Hugh how beneficial the the break might have been just in terms of a bit more time on the training field and get Kenny's thoughts because he's been you know, in many of these situations Celtic and Rangers don't get much training time in the first, Certainly in the first half of a season You play in Europe every midweek Pretty much And then in the weeks that you don't There's usually a cup game in there When international breaks come around Half your squad flies off around the world So just listening to Greg Taylor They're talking about a summer Where not only did Celtic have a huge turnover of players They also had a new manager who came in With a very specific style of play And the to be fair, they've won a cup. They're six points off the pace. They got up to speed with it quite well. But you wonder if they've, you know, really benefited from a bit more time on the training ground together. It, that must be the case, particularly with regard to the three Japanese players. Uh, they have a time to adapt. They they, they speak very favourably of the city of Glasgow, uh, their surroundings at Lennox Town, the whole atmosphere around the club. They can't wait to play at Celtic Park, and they've had. This time to get used to how the team plays So uh, it adds to the sense of anticipation Surrounding Monday night But you know Remember Hibs ran Celtic close In the cup final And but for Kyogo He was the game changer He came in And I, I think he came in When he wasn't 100% fit And he won the cup for Celtic Now Kyogo If he's not there on Monday As Kenny said Hibs will think Good but could be the opportunity for Daisen Maeda to uh, very, very quickly endear himself to the Celtic fans. Is that part of the challenge, Kenny? Because it's very easy for us to assume that you guys have got all this time on on the training ground. But if you talk about, you know, the day after a game being sort of recovery or whatever your schedule would be, the day before a game maybe being similarly light and in a bit more preparation, is there a day off in there? In the first half of a season at Celtic or Rangers, do you actually get that much time to to sort of work for prolonged periods on things? Well, everybody everybody's got different schedules. You know, some people have a, a kind of older school one where you may be off Sunday, you're off Wednesday. You know, and you'll have you'll have again you're in that kind of schedule. Your real days are Tuesday, Thursday. So you've got your two days again. You can do a little bit on Monday, and you can mm -hmm. also do a bit of recapping on the Friday as well. But like you say, Rangers and Celtic have got that many games. 
that training time will be limited. You know, their their games every three, four days. It's more recovery, preparation, recovery, preparation. They need to have somewhere where they have a bit of downtime away with their families as well to have a bit of balance. So, training wise, it's for Ange coming in. It would have been pre season. It would have been a lot. Mm-hmm. It would be a good four, five, six weeks there pre season bedding things in. Again. But when you throw in the European qualifiers, there's massive games to be won in those in those first kind of months, five weeks uh, of the season as well. But this not only will it be good for the new players at Celtic, for me, it's brilliant timing for Sean Maloney and Hibs. Sure. He's mm-hmm. came in, he's new manager in what two weeks prior to the shutdown of the of the league. Wins two games by really, really good wins as well against two good teams. And now he's potentially got 10 days, two weeks work leading into this game to have his team even more prepared for what they already were. And he's saying, you see, like the sound bites for Sean, that the, the players are really receptive to his methods, how he wants to play. They're good enough. I know that. They've got a very good squad. So this will be equally as important time for him going to this game on Celtic on uh, Monday night. This is quite interesting. We don't often hear from Chris Wilder on this show, but he's the Middlesbrough manager and he says that any suggestion that Riley McGree has chosen to go there instead of Celtic for money is nonsense. He did look set to join Celtic, but he's chosen the English side instead. And uh, the manager says the player has made it clear that's where he wants to be. We've certainly got an asset in, in terms of signing Riley McGree. He's just got to go through the final bits and pieces. We're fingers crossed that he'll be involved tomorrow. We've beat off strong competition. We've known about this player for a long time, by the way. So there's a lot of nonsense being talked as well. I need to sort of get to the bottom of it that we've blown people out of the water in terms of fees, uh, in terms of wages. Um, you know, with Flo, with Aaron Connolly, with uh, with Riley McGree, we've been into these players for 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 for, for a while now. Uh, you know, we've understood um, the deals and the situations, and you know, um, as happens, you know, um, these boys that are coveted by a lot of other clubs. But I think genuinely, you ask all three players. Um, and that uh, you know where they wanted to come and wanted to be. I genuinely believe that they they want to be here, um, and especially in Riley's case. Don't believe him, <laughs> you old cynic. Uh, but I read that uh, McGree was offered thirty four thousand pounds a week. What to to play for Middlesbrough? And I don't I think no that idea, I, don't, I don't think that would be an outrageous wage in the Championship, Kenny, would it? No, I would not think of for a team like Middlesbrough. No, not at all. For me, I find that. I was really shocked when I heard the numbers that were getting banded about me. And Riley McGree, I've seen him up close when I was in Australia. Good player. Uh, is he worth the kind of levels of money that teams are willing to pay? It? Again, I'm not too sure. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he goes. I know he's been in the Championship with Birmingham before, but I wouldn't surprise. I think Middlesbrough definitely could blow Rangers or Celtic out of the water if they really, really wanted mm. the player. Uh, again, that's just the money that's in the in the English game at the moment. So, no, it wouldn't surprise me if that is the case. But Chris is really, really strong on the on on his team's defence. Uh, listening think, to uh, Ange Postecoglou, who I'm sure he wanted the player. He he did acknowledge that. He, certainly publicly, it doesn't seem like he's overly concerned about the knockback. Well, as he said, he wants players who who want to be at the club, as Rangers and Celtic must have that mindset. Uh, no point. in Dragging people Conscripting people To play for you You want volunteers Who are More than happy to be there Really want to be there So if Ange Postacoglu Didn't get that Coming off uh, Riley McGree Then as he said Well You know Fine I'll go and get somebody Who does want to play for Celtic 0141 951 1025 Give us a call 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here at 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. And just to throw one more piece of contact information at you, if you want to send a question in for the full time teaser, which we are about to do, the address for that is fulltime at Clyde1.com. Very topical, honestly. The speed of thought to get this question up and running. The last 10 players to play for Rangers and Hearts. I wonder who that was inspired by. And when we say last 10, it's in order of like their most recent Rangers appearance, if you like. Andy Halliday. <laughs> yeah, how could we forget? <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't get him, actually. That would have been funnier if you hadn't got friend of the show, Andy Halliday. Kenny? Jason Holt. Jason Holt. Uh, I should say these are all permanent as well. No loans in there. Okay. Uh, Wallace. Wallace, yes. And Hugh, what did you say? Templeton. Good stuff. Right, okay, we'll leave it there because that is four of the ten. So we're looking for the last ten to play for Rangers and Hearts. They must be permanent players at those clubs. And it's in order of the most recent Rangers appearance. That's how we found the uh, the last ten, I think. Let's bring in Paul, who is a Celtic fan. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, Paul? Hey, hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Kenny. Hello. Uh, well, it's just regards to Celtic's transfer business and they missing out in the... Uh, I can't even remember his name. Riley the boy, McGree. Right? You've forgotten him already. <laughs> Riley McGree. Well, maybe that's... Maybe one of my points. I'm happy with the business they've done uh, Bringing in the three Japanese guys And uh, the the young guys from Ireland Who I, I, I'm, I don't know if he'll get into the B team I don't know if he's development But I'm happy with the business they've done With the three Japanese fellas uh, The reason why I'm happy with it is I think everybody's expecting them To be as good as uh, Furuhashi But there's no guarantees But in saying that Furuhashi wasn't the the top player in the, the J League when Ann signed him. Uh, so if he's of that quality, I'm assuming that the other three are going to be mm. of a high quality as well. Missing out in the guy to Middlesbrough, I'm not really bothered to be honest. Well, let's take those two, those, those two points in isolation, Paul, um, because I think that's an interesting first one. Look, there are no guarantees, but I, I get. Paul's logic because I've you know Ange Postacoglu has admitted he wanted Maeda in the summer but, but couldn't make it happen it felt like he, you know, he was a bit of a standout and, and forgive me one of them is it Hatate I think it is I'll double check comes from the team that has won the last couple of J-League titles uh-huh. and Ange Postacoglu says they've been outstanding in, in the J-League so it is interesting it's not like Kyogo was head and shoulders You've got the best player by a mile in Japan And everything else you're going to get from there is hopeless On paper it doesn't look that way uh, Maeda I think uh, will be first up I think he'll get his chance first of all And uh, you know A good goal scorer in the J League um, It's all a leap of faith If Celtic had signed a player from Norway One from Denmark One from Sweden And one from France Uh you would have said, "Ooh, chances of all four hitting the ground at the same time." Sure. Uh, now it so happens three come from Japan and one comes from Sligo. Um, you're taking a leap of faith. Paul is taking a leap of faith because he and the rest of the Celtic supporters cannot know for sure. 
Furuhashi is fact He is enshrined in fact He came He saw He won mm-hmm. the Premier Sports Cup For Celtic Because he's an outstanding player And goal scorer The rest Will start to assess them Three Japanese And the boy from Sligo Will start to assess them Beginning on Monday Yeah look Football just doesn't work this way Kenny There are no guarantees But at the same time I do kind of get it On paper Maeda should at least be at Roundabout Kyogo's level Should be On paper Yeah yep. But we've seen a lot of guys Come to Glasgow on paper And, and not settled been a good yet. sign and, it's, and just no performed Forget forget, no settled Just no performed mm. So uh, The good thing about them is Is Ange is going For players that he knows He's watched them He's witnessed them He knows He probably knows a lot about the, their Not just their abilities on field but What they're like off field And again that limits The uh, the risk factor and when, you, when you're signing any player So You've got that positive insight uh, in, in, in their favour I'm always just concerned When you sign players For the same league The same country I just think when you throw Too many of them into a into an environment that's, that's not been used to It can not always lead to success But if they get maybe one or two That are anywhere near mm. the, the level that, that Kyogo And the impact that he's had Then they're on to a winner Because it's unlikely that Ange Postacoglu sees all four of them As starting players every week Doesn't it? I mean I've seen it suggested Idiguchi might be a bit more of Backup for Callum McGregor Or maybe sits in that holding position When Callum McGregor needs to be Moved up one You know if, if Turnbull's injured or, or whatever It'll all be down to How they perform If Gucci comes and shows He is the best guy To play the deep midfield mm. Of herself Then he will play Callum McGregor then Will be competing With Tom Roberts And David Turnbull mm. So that causes Its own headaches But their headaches that And any manager by wants, all accounts as well Well Their headaches The manager wants And their headaches That he needs Off the back of the first Half of the season Celtic didn't have A strong squad They are now looking stronger uh, If they can get Everybody back fit They've definitely got a stronger squad to go and then push to try and get back into straight the away, Straight away you've you've done the right thing Because you do not have the problem you had in the first half of the season Where if Kyogo drops out of the side You are in bother And the, the Celtic fans are a mindset If Kyogo's there it'll be okay If Kyogo's not there mm. Problem time Now you've got Daisen Maeda uh, Who can come in there If required on Monday night If Kyogo does not make it there is another imperative David Turnbull is out for weeks Therefore There's a vacancy there if yep. you like um, But Celtic are rich in midfield players um, And The signings they have made They can be phased in I think Just thinking about, about that Paul Just something that Hugh said That planted a seed If we're talking about Idiguchi being this sort of Defensive midfielder type And Hatati also a midfielder Slightly further forward Where does this leave James McCarthy? Well I don't believe that James McCarthy Was Was a hand signing to be honest I think That was already kind of set up And let's be honest The way that the, the, the players that were losing It seemed It didn't seem like a gamble bringing them in He's got a long contract Right enough four years but it's always backup, and I do think that the way that Ange wants to play, you need a big squad, even if it doesn't suit everybody. I don't think James McCarthy could play that way all the time. He might just need to come on as a sub and shore up the game. He's no mobile enough, uh, and I, 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 when you're at the game, you actually see uh, Kiego making runs. And some of the guys are not on the same wavelength. They're not quick enough. 
and he gets frustrated. So I'm hoping that the, the Japanese guys that they've brought in, especially the midfielders, are on the same wavelength as uh, Furuhashi. What were you about to say about Riley McGree, Paul? Because someone's just sent me this, right? So about 25 minutes ago, Middlesbrough have posted a picture of Riley McGree on their Twitter feed. And he's wearing what I assume is their away strip, which is a, a kind of green colour. Uh, and he says, we've gone for the away kit celebration shot this time. Some people prefer red to green, but hey-ho, <laughs> and then a wee winky face. Is that how we dig at Celtic? I think well, so. it's a wee dig at Celtic from a club who are seventh in the championship and who are seven points away from the promotion places. So they'd be as well looking to their own selves and see what they can do. It's going to be a strange kid. Look, our pettiness is off the scale, Paul. It's going to be a strange turn of events when uh, a guy who no one had heard of a couple of weeks ago, uh, people are now going to be keeping an eye to see how badly he does for Middlesbrough. Uh, that'll be the, the feeling amongst the Celtic fans, will it? To be honest, I'm not bothered. I mean, it snowballed. I mean, let's be honest, Celtic have been... This is unheard of Celtic being on the ball in January. So I think everybody just thought that they were going to... Everybody that they looked at, they were just going to sign. But hey, as I said, I've never heard of the guy. Uh, I don't I don't know if he comes with any great pedigree. I've, I've, never, I've never heard of him. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not bothered. We're, we're hanging out with midfielders as well, so... I don't think it's any great loss that, That's the other thing Kenny Because the like, These things happen in football I said earlier Ange Postacoglu Didn't sound too concerned But he did admit That it was a player He was interested in If we were talking about The midfield options And he would have been On top of that It would have been Quite the collection Wouldn't it? It would be And I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine out where he would Actually fit into it I mean I'm If they're talking him As a midfielder Then I'm looking at him Being a Tom Rogic A David Turnbull Type player Again Callum McGregor Mid potentially going higher up mm. All very very good players uh, I think he would struggle to dislodge them he ha- I've seen him play wider as well So you're talking against Jota You're talking against James Forrest Maeda. Michael Johnson Maeda uh, Abada who's, who's played there a lot The first mm. half of the season So it's uh, it's a lot of money To have been having to shell out On a player who Is unproven at any kind of level Really So Celtic may have dodged the bullet on that one Interesting. Thank you, Paul. 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Now, we do have a big game in the Championship tonight. It's Partick Thistle against Kilmarnock. Uh, not too far from here, it would have been nice to get the big crowd in. Uh, the club certainly wanted it. I assume it fell on deaf ears. Let's hear from the managers ahead of that one. Ian McCall first. Well, it's going to be a hard game, of course. I know. I know the guys there that have been put in charge of Derek was my captain at Dundee United and it was me that took uh, Doc to, to Dundee United after when I took over at Falkirk. So, yeah, I mean, they've got a proven track record of doing really well. I don't think it'll be a very hard game for us. I think it'll be a very hard game for Kilmarnock. And, and I don't think, I know certain members of the BBC disagree with us, but I don't think Derek deserves, doesn't get the credit he deserves for what he did at Aberdeen. I just don't think he does. Um, let's see in the next eight years whether Hibs and Harps and other clubs of that size can finish the top three every year for eight years. So they've got a proper manager in now, but that doesn't automatically mean we're going to win a game of football. Got a proper manager in now? I wonder if any of the previous Kilmarnock uh, managers hope, are listening. Tommy Wright's not <laughs> listening for a start. <laughs> um, but, but, he, but he's right. Uh, and the, you know, Derek McInnes, I think, will immediately make... The kind of impact that Billy Bowie hopes he will make at Rugby Park, I think he'll 
go on He's, He started with a, a good win at Queen of the South on Saturday I fancy him to win at Firhill tonight And I think he'll take mm. it from there and win Killy promotion Let's hear from Derek McInnes after that ringing endorsement from Ian McCall I've seen Thistle a couple of times in the flesh this season And uh, you know, Ian's put together a really good squad um, you know, got a, a front two and other options really there that can score goals A lot of players I know well um, and their motivation is clear as well. You know, they'll be one of the, the teams in the league who believe that they can go and win a title. And, and I think that's why the, the league is so competitive. You know, there's probably at the start of the season, a few teams who are just happy to make sure they stay in the league. And that is, um, and that is uh, their kind of uh, quest for it and their motivation. But certainly a lot more in this league who will have aspirations again to the Premier League. And Patrick Thistle are, are one of them, clearly. Um, you know, they've got a good squad um, Know their staff very well as well So I know how motivated they'll be for this one And for the games between now and the end of the season But we've got to let Partick Thistle feel us as well as a team We've got to let them know that You know, we're, we're a team that's going there to go and win the game Yeah, interesting team news tonight as well Kilmarnock announced the signing of Ash Taylor You'll remember him played under Derek McInnes uh, At Aberdeen They announced that at 10 o'clock this morning And he starts tonight uh, for Kelly So Zach Hemming in goal Hodson, Taylor, Chris Stokes Captain uh, And Hornstrop at the back A couple of friends of the show Chris Burke Stephen McGinn uh, Alongside Blair Alston And Rory McKenzie uh, Ollie Shaw and Callum Hendry Leading the line And as for Thistle Jamie Snedden in goal Richard Foster Tunji Akinola Lewis Mayo Kevin Holt Robbie Crawford Ross Doherty Stuart Bannigan Scott Tiffany And Cammy Smith uh, Up there alongside the man Who's reportedly in demand in uh, Zach Rudden That's a cracker for a Friday night Kenny Like we said The only thing that's missing is a bigger crowd But it is what it is And uh, still hopefully a good football game Yeah two good teams Like uh, Ian says Derek says There are two teams that are rightfully so Looking to win the championship And get, and get back to the Premier League So uh, and, and you would expect them To be right up there Basically based on the size of the clubs And the league that they're at Again they've got big ambitions to get back there And I think the appointment of Derek McInnes for me as a signal intent for Kilmarnock you know like I don't think many would have seen Derek rocking back up to management in the championship in Scottish football so it's a massive appointment that they've got there and Ian's done a wonderful job there since he took over uh, a couple of seasons back at Partick so yeah it'll be a big game again it's a really really tight and interesting league as it always is again it's split into two halves at the moment anyone in the top half could win and anyone in the bottom half could still go down so really interesting Collie's looking well Did you see him on I thought he was looking there? great Absolutely was looking, great, yeah. looking like a, a sophisticated Old duffer now uh, He's done a great job For Partick Thistle And it's Some league the championship Any of the top five Could go up And any of the bottom five Could go down uh, So I'm going back to Jamie Snedden And the Partick Thistle goal He is In the form of his life so Kilmarnock will need to come up with something to get past you know, it's him. funny because you're basing that on the clean sheets record Which is you're more than entitled to do But you do remember DL and Wilson and Ray slaughtering him For his performance against Hamilton at the weekend I know but look where they are <laughs> They used to be in football, now they're in here uh, Zach Rudden, Kenny Between you're a former Partick Thistle player And a former Rangers player He's a good bit younger You won't mind me pointing out You must have crossed paths at some point Yeah, Zach was coming through as a young lad at, uh, at Rangers Again, very highly thought of mm-hmm. uh, coming through the system. Always scored goals at, at his age group. Found had to go out on loan a couple of loans. But I think he had a really good spell at Falkirk. Actually, I think it was a couple of scenes ago. Uh, to quite a few folk. I was actually speaking to a Falkirk fan today that was raving about him. Told us we need to go and sign him. Actually, but I told him he's actually doing really well for Partick at the top of the championship. So it's uh, no, he's 
he's got something I think it's maybe taking a little bit of time and maybe having to move away for Rangers mm -hmm. before the penny's actually dropped about what he needs to do to be consistent in his form and consistently score goals but he seems to have found a home and a, and a manager's given him that opportunity at, at Partick I've seen Motherwell and St Johnston mentioned has he got that step up in him? I think that's this is the next step for him. You know, like I said, he's moved away for injuries. Had a few loan spells. He's uh, he's doing well. Mullerwell might look him as a replacement for Tony Watt. You know, they need to try and find somebody to replace the goals that he's uh, he's going to be taking away for them next year. Maybe even maybe sooner. So Zach could be the guy to fill that void. The one thing about him, he gives you everything he's got. He works super hard, Zach. He has been getting a good level of goals as well this year. I think he's got seven uh, at the moment uh, league goals. So. He's in good form. Uh, whether he can step up or not, I think you need the opportunity. You know, you need to get that opportunity to prove yourself. Okay, tonight's teaser: the last ten players to play for Rangers and Hearts. You've got Halliday, Holt, Wallace, and Templeton. I'll take one more guess each. At the moment, Ian Black. Ian Black oh, is indeed yes. one of them. It is a great shout. Well done, Hugh. You painter and decorator. Um, is Anthony Emmy too far back? Yeah, too far back. Uh, Shame. I did try and tell you that, yeah. Black's the <laughs> Black's the furthest. Did, back. You, did you win beat the pundit tonight? No, I did not. But I got got a technicality. Yeah. Come on now, it's a guess. Ian Black's the furthest back, Hugh. So since then, Ooh. and remember, we've sort in terms of date, it's been sorted by the most recent Rangers appearance. So Halliday, Holt, Wallace, Templeton, Black, Kenny, Zalukas. Yes, so he would be joint, if you like, with Ian Black in terms of when they played for Rangers. So we're ah, well, we halfway, just over halfway there. We'll get the rest next. Kick off at Firhill and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens are here. We're about to kick off between Partick Thistle and Kilmarnock and there is still time for you to squeeze your calls in. Do you want to kick off the weekend early with a, a hopeless prediction for this game or just save it for tomorrow? I think Kilmarnock will win this game. Uh, I, I think there's a, a definite momentum going to build up under Derek McInnes and Tony Doherty and I think the momentum will carry them all the way to the league title. Have to agree. Can't disagree with you on that point. I think uh, it'll be a tough game, but I think they'll. I think they'll just edge it. Uh, maybe two one. Maybe two one kill it, and I think we'll see them top of the league after after this game. Does that become is that one of those sort of psychologically important things? Yes. Hugh, I mean, you don't, don't you don't win it, you know, in January and it's so tight. But just to have that accolade of of being top, yeah, like what three four weeks after it being. Perceived that you're in crisis and you've had to sack your manager and the full thing's a shambles, you know, in a couple of weeks' time to be top of the league. I think, in all seriousness, Derek McInnes is a wonderful appointment. I think he's the biggest appointment since Stevie Clark had the job. Uh, I think the, the Kilmarnock supporters can hardly believe their luck. He then did the, the, what he had to do. He went to Dumfries and he beat Queen of the South convincingly. Uh, if he wins tonight and goes top of the league, he may be replaced by five o'clock tomorrow. However, I do believe that under Derek McInnes, Kilmarnock will go from strength to strength. Uh, maybe it's nothing, but I would quite like to know if there's any beef behind that line from me and McCall. They've got a real manager in now. No, I, I think he's I trying want, to. I want to know more about that. I, I think he's trying to pay tribute to Derek McInnes as a manager 
and as a person. Uh, and it's not it's not his style, Ian McCall, to to have a dig at Alessio or Tommy Wright or Alec Dyer. And I, I just think he's trying to pay tribute to a man and not denigrate any other man. Yeah, let's bring in Stuart, who is a Rangers fan. Stuart, what's your take on this John Souter business then? Happy to wait till the summer? Try and get him in now? What's the verdict? Well, even and gentlemen. Um, well, yeah, I think John Souter, is, he's a Hearts player. He's contracted to Hearts. Um, he's got an obligation to play. He's contracted out if it so comes up. Rangers are a big club. We're happy to wait. We've got Connor Goldson and Liam uh, Balligan on the way out. Um, and I think the cover uh, coming in at the end of the season that's fine you know we've got him signed up and if we've got funds there we've got this other guy Drecky who's I think that's how you pronounce his name um, over at Vitesse in Holland and I think we should go all out and get that guy signed up and, this, and we know how much he's going to cost I've already said £2 million so yeah go and get this other guy in that's our defence sorted and uh, yeah John John Souter can wait until the summer Interesting take on it How good do you think John Souter is? How happy are you with the signing? What, what level do you see him at? I think he's a, he's a good signing um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure he's at the, the level just now This season um, That we'd be looking for But I think he's got all the talent in the world I think he can get there And I think he needs to bide his time I don't think he's Necessarily somebody who would jump in front of Hillander or Goldson um, straight off. But if Goldson goes, the opportunity is there. If Ballingen goes, again, the opportunity is there. Um, but I would like to go and see this De Hecke guy getting brought in as well. That may well happen um, between now and the end of the window. be fascinating to, to find out, and maybe we will at some point, Kenny, what the... The process looked like I have no idea if Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Had heard of John Souter a few weeks ago That's why Ross Wilson is there I mean he's director of football, sporting director He will have targets at all times That's the whole point of that model isn't it So the manager doesn't have to You don't have to rip everything up When a, when a new manager comes in But I, I'm just just my own curiosity does, does Giovanni Van Bronckhurst go for a meeting With Ross Wilson who says By the way have a look at this guy That we've been keeping an eye on for a while and then the manager says, you know what, you're right, I'm glad you flagged him up. That's the, that's Ross's job, absolutely is. He's got to find, and not just for players, for managers and staff as well. You know, you need to have a, a succession plan. Uh, there's no doubt Giovanni, obviously, I would imagine, will have final say on it, and it might be Ross presents him with three options, five options, in a position that they're looking to strengthen in. And, and uh, again, money will come into it, finance will come into it, value, resale value, everything will come into it. Uh, and he'll be asked to go and look at them. John Suter, I'm sure, 100% would have been on that list. That's why he's been signed. And it might be one that he's actually seen up close and personal. I mean, he was actually very, very good in the game. Uh, Rangers won 2-0 at Tynecastle just uh, at the start of December. So it's uh, it's one where he's been able to see him up close and personal. I'm sure he's been able to get references from people who know the player as well. So, it's, it's you know, it just seems to be a sign. When we first started talking about it six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, it just seemed to be a, a sign that fit. Mm. You know, it was a, you hear it all the time, it's a good fit for player and for club. Don't get me wrong, Hugh. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst might have been over in China saying, I'm going to sign this boy John yeah. Souter one day. I, well, I have no idea. I cannot conceive of a situation whereby a player comes into Rangers that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst didn't want. Therefore, he'll have seen enough video analysis, whatever, uh, to to think, yeah, he'll do. Um, 
17 days left of the transfer window uh, Many things can happen between now and the 31st of January I would not rule out Suter going to Ibrox in January I would not be surprised if he didn't get to Ibrox in January It's the twists and turns of the transfer market Stuart mentions um, Danilo Doki I think I've probably butchered that name uh, Can you see Rangers going for a, another centre back at this point? I mean Stuart to be fair has he's shown his working He's saying that he th- think in the future You know the, the Goldson will be there for long or, or whatever So you, you get them in and, and you get Suter And that's what the future looks like Do you think they would go for another one at this this moment in time? Depends on a couple of things Goldson situation mm-hmm. Again We keep coming back to it And if Suter comes now or not Whether he comes now What is the injuries With Hollander What is the Katic situation All that will fall into that category uh, Simpson as well Again you're, you're talking about him mm. Going on loan or, or or getting moved on But it Is depends that one on just that. not worked out Is that uh, safe know, to say I think he's, he's came in And there's been a There was maybe a bit of hope That he could come in And be that left, left-sided centre-back It's just not happened Again, it's one of these guys On on paper It maybe looks like It's a a decent A decent signing He's coming for a good level Uh, With a bit of A bit of pedigree But with a bit of Still potential and development in him It's just not happened Whether it's not happened Because he's not had opportunity Or whether it's just because On a daily basis Whether it be Steven Gerrard initially And now Giovanni I looked and thought You know He's maybe just not ready To play in their teams You know So it's one of them Where it just looks like It's not worked But there is players there At the moment So to sign another one After the back He's signing John Sewer I would imagine The priority would be To try and get John Sewer Mm -hmm. in now If that can happen That'll be great for Rangers Hearts are saying Again I think I've even seen As we've been on air There's been a lot of Kind of chatter That he'll be going nowhere So whether that happens I don't think Rangers need another centre back in at the moment Again you've got Bassey as well Who's been performing really really well there So I think there is players there But it would also depend on the injury status of of, of Hollander yeah. I mean Stuart you've said You've given us your personal opinion if you like That you don't think there's any need to get John Suter in now Is that the way you think it will play out as well? You know, Does your personal wishes match what, what you think Rangers and Hearts will do? I think Gio's done a fantastic job since he's come in. I think he's very structured. Um, I think Rangers in the past have been guilty of going off and getting certain players in now. Um, maybe in the January window and, and maybe not using them. Okay, get them bedded in and all that kind of thing. But I think in the scenario we're in just now, this Champions League bonus is very, very important to both the, the old firm clubs. And I think if we're going to make sure um, of of getting to that jackpot, if you like, we've, we we might as well spend some money. And I really do think that we're a bit short in centre back still. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Goldson. Um, we don't know long term. I don't want to be in a situation um, where we've got Goldson and we've got uh, Balogun gone, and then you, all of a sudden we're back in the same scenario again. I'd much rather go out, get another centre back. Um, and get one of them at least settled. Now, Suter's already signed. We know I mean, we can get him for nothing, you know, and without spending a whole lot of money, because we've not spent money on Sands, and he's more of a midfield player anyhow, why not go and get another proper centre-back? I mean, he's the under-23 Dutch captain, um, international captain. He's got a whole host of people who think he's fantastic. Napoli are in, his, in, in the hunt for him. And we've got the opportunity to get this guy signed up right now. Um, I think it solves problems, um, and I don't think we really need anybody else. I don't. I don't think we. It might give us a little bit of options to um, to sort of settle the team down and, and get things yeah. moving forward. 
It's going to be an interesting few weeks And we've got actual top flight football To look forward to in the coming days as well How good is that going to be? Thank you Stuart You've brought the show to an end In good fashion Making some great points Thank you for taking the time How are you two doing on this teaser then? You're still looking for a couple Of the other answers The last ten players to play for Rangers and Hearts Hit the, hit the wall You've got ha- first, no, I think I've got them all You've got Halliday, Holt, Wallace, right, Templeton Black uh, and Zaliukas Lafferty Yes John McLaughlin Yes Kevin Kyle No No, okay Neil Alexander No No, oh, well, I thought I'd the last two <laughs> Okay, uh, we're back to the drawing board You, two to go Well, one of them is at Hearts at the moment So it's the other way round Okay Come on then. So it's not Halliday, it's the other one Doing the other one too. Come on, and we need maybe the initial winger Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay, oh, centre uh, back who is no longer playing his football in this country or this continent for that matter. But he is Scottish oh, and he also yeah. played for Liverpool. Danny Wilson, Danny Wilson, <gasps> Danny Wilson. Danny Wilson. Where is he now? Good clue. Where He's is he? in Colorado Rapids still, is he? Think so. Yeah. As far as I know. Last time yep. I checked. Brilliant. Thank you, Hugh. Brilliant, guys. Uh, and to Kenny Miller, Partick Nil, Kelly Nil. We'll look back on that tomorrow. Should be an absolute cracker again tomorrow. Looking across all the lower leagues and previewing finally the return of the top flight football. Make sure you join us from two. GBX up next.